that drummer guy. <clears throat> 10 years of real, not clickbait interviews from somebody who actually cares about music. What the world needs more of. It's a testament to you and your dedication and commitment. That drummer guy. This guy consumes more music in one year than most of us could hope to in a lifetime. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. You've introduced me to so much new music, and I appreciate you so much. You're that bad drummer guy. I need another beer. Hey everybody, this is That Drummer Guy. Back here this week with two brand new interviews from the likes of Sonny Vincent and Sarah Bellion. And along with that, I got a little bit more to talk to about Halloween and some other things that have been going on in my life. But I get to keep that stuff relatively short as these two interviews are both past a half hour. So I don't need to talk as much. <laughs> well, anyways, let's start things off right. My interview with John Arnold, guitarist of Cerebellion. Let's talk about the brand new EP, Until I Can Breathe, which is available now. In this interview, we talk about what it's like writing an EP during a pandemic, what to look forward to in the future, hoping everything goes the way that it should, being able to expand your sound, and so much more. So here you go, and hope you enjoy my interview with John Arnold of Cerebellion. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, I can. <clears throat> and in speaking of that, uh, I apologize if there's some bad background noise uh, my apartment building decided to start uh, uh using a wood chipper about 10 minutes ago to get rid of some branches so i do apologize if there's too much background noise no it sounds i don't hear anything but yeah that's funny i had the same problem this week as well must be the weather no it must be <laughs> where, where are you located uh, i'm in minnesota Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in Southern California, so. Oh, very nice. Uh, well, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much uh, again for uh, taking the time to do this interview and be able to talking about an amazing new EP, which uh, of course is out now with something you can say. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. So, uh, with that in mind, I mean, what's it like to be able to have the EP out right now? Uh, it's it's exciting. Um, so this is we actually released a full album last November, and this is the first time that we followed up um, with within a year because it came out in September last month. So yeah, we followed up. I mean, that's by far the fastest we've ever followed up any of our prior releases. So it's, it's really exciting, but we just, you know, obviously we were in a pandemic, we couldn't do any shows and, you know, we're like, well, let's just keep writing and recording and re releasing. So, so we did, and we kind of caught a groove. We were feeling good about it. So yeah, it was, it was it's exciting. I mean, it's kind of cool right now too, because things are, you know, shows are happening and people are out and about and we're, we're excited to kind of get back and start doing shows as well. So. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, when you have a new album out and you had, and you worked on a new EP as well too. I mean, when you have so much new material i can only imagine how much you want to be able to play that material live yeah you're right because uh it's yeah it's basically two albums worth i mean one and a half i guess but but yeah it's a lot of new material so we're we're excited because yeah we well we did play a couple of the songs from uh beyond our failures which was the album last year uh before it came out like in 2019 so but but yeah other than that though it's it's all we haven't played any of it live so <clears throat> yeah and you know um and it's great to see that things are 
cars are slowly but surely starting to get back on the right track with tours starting to happen, festivals starting to happen. And hopefully the more that that can happen, you know, the more reassurance that anytime that you do book a show that it's actually going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been some cancellations and some struggles, but, I, you know, people are pulling through, you know, some uh, some tours are going all the way through and, you know, it's just kind of hit or miss, but it's encouraging. I think I think by hopefully early next year, you know, things will kind of be on their way, you know, completely without who knows, though, right? We don't know, but we're hoping. Oh, yeah, for sure. And but, you know, until then, you know, it's like uh, you, you guys got a ton of new material and it's just it's great to see that, you know, rather than just like uh, waiting around, waiting for something to happen, that you guys took advantage of mm-hmm. the time and being able to make a new EP, make some new music and, you know, just really showing off the diversity of the band, too, which I really appreciate. I mean, there's so much uh, with the EP alone. I mean, there's so many great, beautiful moments that are happening, so many great heavy moments that are going on. And, you know, just in the span of like 15 minutes, being able to showcase all these different sides of the band is so cool. Oh, wow. That Thanks a lot. Yeah, that, that means a lot. I mean, that's something we we try to do. You know, we, we kind of we try. To, I mean, our main focus is writing good songs, but we we try to throw in some some left turns and some unpredictable twists, you know, as well um, without diverting too far away from what the song is, you know, but but yeah, and we want we want every song to kind of have its own identity, its own soul. So that's yeah, thank you. That means a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, getting back into the shows, you know, like uh, when things are normal, I mean, it's it's great to see that you guys have that kind of diversity. So it makes sense when you play with a bunch of different kinds of bands, because you can mm-hmm. show off all these different sides and it'll make sense for you guys to be a part of that show. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's one of those things like we we never quite fit into one particular scene, you know, but hopefully we I mean, we we love all kinds of music. We love all kinds of metal and all kinds of music. So we just, we're just happy to, to jam with anybody, you know, regardless of what, you know, the scene or the genre is, you know, or the subgenre, right? Oh yeah. And to me, that makes it more fun. I mean, when you're just playing shows with like good people, you're playing at a good venue, the, the crowd is open and willing to being able to check you out and the rest of the bands out. I mean, that to me, that always makes for the best experiences. Yeah, for sure. And it does seem like metal fans are slowly but surely, especially it seems like the younger ones are are starting to become more open-minded, you know. It doesn't have to be so like uh traditional, you know what I mean? Like they're open to like all different styles of of metal and 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 kind of new ideas and also combining different different styles, even different even like electron not that we do it, but I mean it's it's encouraging to see that people are, you know, using like electronic elements and even pop stuff and and it's being accepted by you know a lot of metal fans not all of them but but it's encouraging oh yeah and it shows you know the diversity of not only the music that's capable but the musicians themselves too i mean when you when you can realize and say to other people that you don't just enjoy metal that you can enjoy other genres as well i think that just opens up your palettes and you know just shows like you can have like these uh, pop sensibilities and still be very heavy or you can show off like these instrumental sides but still be very catchy right totally yeah because i mean realistically nobody probably very few people started on metal right like we all kind of as kids you know started on some form of pop you know so and and i don't know if i don't know for me being honest like yeah that's that's you know like i love like michael jackson and all kinds of you know kind of pop oriented stuff but it's like i love a good melody i'm not gonna try to hide that like that's that's important to us (laughs) 
Oh, absolutely. And that's what makes you guys stand out to me so much, too. I mean, when you do show off the heavy sides, it's just awesome to see what you guys can do musically. But when you just like sneak in those great um, melodic moments that are going on, I mean, whether you're doing something like really heavy and there's like really sweet, clean vocals going over top of it with a vocal melody, or you just have like this great poppy kind of riff going on, but it's still very heavy and catchy. I mean, when uh, again, you know, it's just like when you're not afraid to be able to show off all those sides and you're able to open your mind up like that you're able to come up with so much great material yeah i appreciate that that means a lot i mean you know i think it's one of the benefits of being an independent unsigned artist is that there's nobody telling us anything and we i mean there's literally no blueprint so we just we just we do what we're into period oh, you know absolutely. and whether that resonates or not we don't know but but like you know it seems like it does though you know i, I it's it, it's probably easier in a way to to be part of a scene but i i don't know i think there 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 is a uh, a group of people out there, you know, there, there is an audience for people that are just kind of, you know, just winging it. Oh, totally. And, you know, I, th- I think that just the shows more of the, like that human nature with it. I mean, rather than feeling like you have to stick with a formula and always sticking with that. I mean, I don't think there's mm-hmm. any problem at all with uh, being able to experiment. I mean, you know, not every experiment is going to work, but when you're willing to try different things, you're willing to see what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, the, the wider the gamut of your sound can be the more possibilities there can be and you know overall maybe more of a fan base that can really be brought to it yeah we hope so (laughs) so so, you know in in, in speaking of that i mean obviously with a new album with a new ep and you know obviously with the the times of the pandemic i mean when you're dealing with all this stuff i mean like uh how how has it been for you like uh you know as a person like uh having to deal with like uh, working so much on the band when the rest of the world is kind of going into chaos right now question uh i mean for me it was kind of therapeutic i i had actually um like around the time a little bit before the, our album came out in november i had broken up with the long-term girlfriend and uh so i kind of i like i that was like okay now i'm you know home alone a lot and I, that was like the real kind of beginning of the pandemic experience you know just being more you know pretty isolated living a pretty isolated but so it was like a great outlet for me you know i really got into guitar and just writing and demoing the songs and and even learning a lot of new stuff and um yeah it was it was a great kind of release and and just having that it kind of worked out really i mean it was like okay well i can't do anything else i can't go anywhere and uh so it was actually great timing for all that you know and it was a great opportunity to really kind of hone my craft in a way that i probably haven't for a long time so and i, I really enjoyed it i learned a lot like i it was kind of like really the beginning of me kind of becoming more of a bedroom producer you know and um not that i didn't do the whole thing but just doing the demo process and everything up front and um um, yeah, no, it was, it was actually a great experience and I learned learned a lot and I feel like I grew as, as a musician, you know. Oh, that's that's so awesome to hear. I mean, being able to take advantage of it like that. Yeah, for sure. So within a mind, I mean, is there like anything in particular that you uh, learned during this pandemic? What, like when it comes to like writing music or anything on the guitar or being in a band or any of those uh, particular things? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, definitely, I mean, just from the process, you know, like, I mean, technically, I learned like kind of how to program drums, you know, for the demos and stuff and and uh, quad tracking. It was my first time once we started working with the producer, Logan Mater, um, you know, he's like, okay, I want you to quad track, which is four tracks of guitar. So two on each side, you know, rhythm guitars, right and left and two on each side and 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 then, and then four of everything, the queens, the leads, everything. Um, and that was my first time doing that much. And it was it was a lot. But again, 
again, it was like, couldn't have had a better time, you know, to, to do it. Cause there, there's nothing else you could do. You know, it's like just working and, 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 you know, tracking and working on guitar. So, but uh, yeah, no. So, you know, that was a first and, and uh, it, it was a lot of first really. Uh, but yeah, learned a lot. And I think, I think we learned, we, we're kind of, we're kind of changing our process as a band a little bit. Um, and I, I think there were some growing pains with that, but I think, you know, it kind of, we're always trying to, to adjust how to, how to deal with each other, you know, especially my, my brother, my twin brother is a singer. So he and I are just, you know, we're just childish, you know, we're just always at each other's throats or the dumbest things. I don't know how our other band members, you know, have put up with us for so long, but, but yeah. Um, and, and I feel like we grew a little bit, but then again, like we're, we're still, we're actually writing again now. And now that, you know, we're all vaccinated and everything, we're getting together and, and kind of going back to doing it the old school way in a room together and, and the bickering begins again, you know, so <laughs> it's just going to be this, this lifelong challenge, you know, to treat each other like, uh, the way we treat everybody else, you know, with respect. <laughs> oh, it's so true. And, you know, being able to get into the same room and being able to write and jam together can be such a great feeling. But yeah, I mean, that does happen sometimes where, you know, there's some bickering that starts to happen or one person wants to try something and the other person doesn't want to. I mean, there's so many different variables that can happen. But, you know, the sure. fact that you're even able to get together right now, I mean, the fact that you're all vaccinated and able to start jamming together again, I, I imagine that alone just had to be a great feeling yeah it's been really cool actually like yeah i mean last night we we got together we've been doing it regularly lately but but last night was the most recent one and uh and we're working on some new material and it's totally different than this ep already and uh we're pretty stoked on it but sure enough you know we're bickering over dumb stuff you know but uh but no yeah it's it is it's it's cool because we hadn't like obviously this ep came together completely different it was you know mostly done over a laptop you know Oh, yeah. And you have such an amazing producer behind the helm as well, mm. too. I mean, being able to work with Logan, who has just been a part of so many great albums. I mean, whether he's yeah. playing or recording it. And it's just it's, it's great to see that you're a part of that now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I've been a fan of his for a long time as a as a player, you know, with Machine Head. And then he's done so many great albums, you know, of course, The uh, the Way of All Flesh by Gojira. And um, I think he mixed that one. And uh, and um, I mean, so many records but and then his his once human stuff is that he plays in and produces is amazing as well and, and their new stuff is super killer so yeah no we're very lucky and he was great to work with i mean the surprising thing about it was i knew like like the guitar tones were i, I kind of figured the guitars and the drums and the bass were going to sound good but he was great to work with on vocals too um you know Joe, joe's our singer my my twin brother but but i was there for all of it and and i i definitely like i you know i like to have a you know whatever be a part of that and uh and uh he, he just he had a lot of really good like vocal ideas and melodies and harmonies and stuff like that and and that that's that's really important like to me as like you know kind of co-producing i guess you know oh yeah i mean when you do everything diy as yourself i mean you can come up with a lot of great ideas but you're also in that element of always being a part of the band and having like these certain ideas where outside influences might not necessarily come in so when you have someone like mm -hmm. logan who like like we said has just been a part of so many great great albums uh, behind the board or playing and he's able to come up with like these different kinds of melodies and harmonies and ideas and tricks that you might not have thought of in the band and mm -hmm. you're able to try them out it just makes things sound even better for sure and he, he had like he would add like like i would oh can we try like some sort of sound effect thing here and like everything he did the first time like right off the bat was like yeah that's it you know he just kind of he kind of just i don't know we, we um i think we had a good chemistry that way like he kind of knew what i was thinking or or you know 
and vice versa, you know, it was like it, 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 everything came together pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. And, and that's another thing that's just so important too, is the chemistry of being able to work together with people, especially when they're not a part of the band, you know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. working with the outside team and, you know, you got to make sure that you can work with someone who can produce you good, you know, mix, master, uh, cover art, uh, everything that goes into those things. I mean, when you got the right chemistry going and everything's going in the right direction, there's no better feeling. Right, right. So yeah, I'm assuming you play as well and have some experience with that. Oh, yeah. I've uh, been uh, playing drums since I was nine. So I definitely know oh, yeah. uh, all the positives and definitely the negatives that can come into being in a band and, you know, just like uh, the conversations that can happen that can lead in the arguments or, uh, you know, some of the things, you know, just like being able to get things out and uh, just having those cathartic moments of uh, getting the negative stuff out of the way so the positive can come through. Yeah. And, yeah. There's just so much that goes into it, but it can be so rewarding when it goes in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, <laughs> Very well put. Oh, definitely. And, and and speaking of that as well, too, I mean, I really love the cover art as well for mm. the CP. I mean, it's it's very minimal, but it's so effective for the EP. And I, I, I really love that you guys chose this. Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. I mean, um, yeah, we were just kind of looking for something. It, you know, we didn't, we were, we were, in, we honestly, we were in a rush and we didn't have a lot of time. So we, we just like wanted something that kind of just popped, you know, had like looked cool and, and it didn't have to look super like metal or whatever. You know, we weren't going for anything particular and it didn't have to have any kind of meaning per se. You know, we wanted something that was artistic so that anybody can derive their own meaning from it. But, and and I think we accomplished that, but, but yeah, we were just looking for something that, that kind of popped, you know, to us and looked good. And um, yeah, it was kind of simple. We just didn't have a lot of time to overthink it. And sometimes you get the best results that way, you know? Oh, it's so true. And, you know, along with that as well too, I really love what you guys did with Until I Can Breathe and just uh, <clears throat> the video that went along with that. I mean, it's <clears throat> just, it's just works so well for the music. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, worked with a friend of ours, Ian Mora, um, from smash standard cinema. This is a production company and yeah, he's done what three or four of our videos. Um, cold savior up from the dust was like an acoustic song from the left from beyond our failures last year. And then, and then this one. So, um, yeah, I guess four videos and, and he's just, yeah, the guy's incredible. We always try to t- like kind of reel him in like, dude, we just keep it simple. We need to, we got a deadline and this and that. And he just, he just puts a hundred and 10% into it and he just goes above and beyond every time but I think this we all agree that I think this is his best one yeah and yeah came out great oh totally I I really love the way that it turned out and I never would have guessed that it, it felt like it was rushed or anything like that because it, when you watch the video it feels so natural for what's going on I mean it doesn't feel like there's any like quick edits or anything like that it just it feels like it was meant to be that way from start to finish yeah for sure no I mean he didn't he didn't rush it we just we kind of I don't know yeah he he, he definitely puts the time in for sure. I mean, he had, he had, he had some time, but he, he definitely kind of like, he'll just keep tweaking it until it's perfect, you know, until it's exactly what he wants, you know, what we're like, you, you know, we always try to, yeah, just kind of like, you, you know, you don't like keep it simple, you know? And I just, I don't think that's really in his vocabulary. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, uh, going back into uh, your guitar playing, I mean, like you mentioned before, that uh, you started off uh, doing quad tracking for the first time with the CP and, you know, like learning uh, what goes along with that. I mean, when uh, you're working on the new material and you're able to come up with all these uh, different ideas from being able to uh, work during this pandemic, um, have you been um, messing at all with anything when it comes to like amps or uh, pedals or guitars or anything like that? Or are you keeping the same kind of setup? Pretty much the same 
same. I mean, my live setup um, that we're kind of back to doing that now that we're back in the room together is, is uh, I mean, a PV6505 plus, which is, you know, pretty metal 101, you know, um, and, I, and I love it. It sounds great. And then I, I have, uh, I got a new guitar, an uh, LTD. Uh, I think it's an MH400 or MB400. It's a baritone version, um, which is a killer guitar. I didn't try, oh, I did track a little bit with that, but I mostly tracked with my um, LTD VB400, which is the Viper baritone. But anyway, I don't think I answered the question. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really the biggest, so the, I haven't really changed the live rig. The biggest thing that changed was was just using, you know, again, going more in the box, you know, going more digital is, is the, like the neural DSP plugins. And I, I used um, the, uh, I think it was the Fortin Nameless and uh, like the kind of the, um, what is it? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the names, but uh, anyway, yeah, got some of those plugins, but yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, again, it's, it's fun to experiment like that. So, I mean, whether you're using a tube amp, whether you're using plugins, you know, whether you're going acoustic, I mean, when you're able to try all those different things out and, you know, it's like there, there's pros and cons to everything, but, you know, just uh, not limiting yourself and seeing what kind of plugins there are and just seeing what kind of tones you can get with it. If you are doing the digital routes, I mean, it can be really fun to be able to come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's what I was doing for when I was demoing. And then when I sent the demos to Logan, he really liked the tone and he's like, let's use your tone that you were using on the demos and then we'll combine it since we're, we had four tracks, you know, two on each side. So what you're hearing is basically on each side is my demo tone combined with his, uh, with, with like, so the DI, so there's like one DI and then one from the demo or no, actually it's not, it's the tone from the demo, but I retract it. Like, but anyway, yeah, it's basically my, uh, plugin with his plugin, you know, combined on, on both on, on both sides. And what was that like for you yeah. to be able to hear that for the first time? I mean, when you're able to mix those plugins together and you're able to get that uh, quad sound together, I mean, what was it like hearing your tone back? I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the very first time I was like, sounds good, but it needs to be a little dirtier. And then the very next mix he sent was perfect, you know, and ever since then it's been spot on and, and he really, yeah, I mean, it sounded amazing. I mean, just, just hearing his, his mixes come back, like from the get go was, was pretty incredible. You know, I think the first one we got was, uh, until I can breathe the, the, the song that has the video, you know, and, um, yeah, it was, we were blown away, you know, we, yeah, I mean, a couple tweaks here and there, but I mean, for the most part, it's like, it's just that Logan mix, you know, and it was, uh, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, from the fan perspective, I mean, I really love the way that it turned out too. I mean, when you got Logan's work behind it and of course the musicians being able to play it as well too, I mean, you got to have both factors in there. And when <laughs> you got that, it just makes for an incredible recording, which is what we got here. Yeah. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Oh, not a problem. And um, uh, going back to what you mentioned a little bit ago as well too, like uh, uh, starting to work with uh, programming drums for the first time. I mean, what, what was that like for you to like really be able to sit down and work out the kinks of what it's like to program drones. I loved it. I mean, it was kind of liberate as a guitar player it was pretty liberating because you're always trying to get the drummer to do what you want anyway. <laughs> as a drummer, you probably don't appreciate that, but you, you know, you know, the struggle, right? Like the guitar, guitar versus, you know, we're, we're, I mean, we work together, but there's a little yeah. bit of like, you know, whatever, there's a challenge there, but uh, no, it was great um, just to be able to like, okay, get my idea out and then send it to, you know, our, the band and, and then have them kind of change stuff from there. And then we, I 
I mean, so like during the demo process, we did that. And then, you know, I get, then I'm getting feedback from my drummer and then Joe, my, the singer, my brother, who's also a drummer, you know, so he has a lot of input as well. And then, so making adjustments there. And then, and then we, I got together with Jimmy, our drummer and really kind of, we dialed in like, like even like Phil's to be the way he liked it. So, you know, so we could hear the demo the way, you know, the way he would play it. Right. And uh, anyway, so, so yeah, we, we kind of went through painstaking measures to make it legit and to, to their, to everyone's liking, you know, but I was actually surprised though, because then the later two songs, which were actually the, it kind of ended up the way we wrote them. The last two songs on the EP are the ones that, that uh, we did uh, later as well, which, which is uh, Feel It Awake and Into the Deep End. And um, when, when I, when I programmed those ones on the demos, they, they didn't change that much. They're like, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. I was like, all right, I think I'm getting the hang of this, you know? So Yeah. I was just about to ask about that too. Like if there was like any major differences, you know, just like you were talking about, you know, like uh, when you're trying to explain to a drummer what you have in mind and, you know, the drummer's like uh, trying to comprehend what the guitarist is trying to say. And, you know, it can go 50, 50. I know that goes with me too. Like uh, sometimes I really want to be able to nail what a guitarist wants. And other times, like I, my brain can't even like try to comprehend how my hands and feet are going to be able to uh, do a pattern like that. So, you know, it's, you know, when you got that balance and, you know, like when you mentioned your brother being a part of that as well too, and just having like all these minds focus on drums, you can really get some great effects out of that. For sure. And I hope, I I don't think I'm like, I know a lot of guitar players go crazy and they, and they have you do like, like as if you had like five arms or something, you know, and (laughs) I think I understand drums enough. Like I'm not a drummer, but I can play, you know, I understand drums enough to to know how they work, you know? So I know, you know, there was a couple of times where maybe I'd have like an extra hit and we would just fix it. Okay. You can't have, you know, you only got two arms, you know? So if you're hitting the snare and a crash, you can't also be hitting the hi-hat or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, I missed that or whatever. Um, So there was little things like that, but for the most part, I think it was, they were pretty reasonable, realistic, um, you know, programmed drums. So that a human could play, you know? Oh, totally. And when you got that time to be able to like sit down and just like figure out the programming and just like coming up with your own beats and, you know, you know, sometimes you just want to be able to go like a full blown drum solo for the first time and just like hear all the notes. And then once you really dial things in and you start coming up with these uh, great beats, I mean, it can be such a great tool. I mean, whether you're a drummer or not to be able to to come up with those ideas like that. And it's, it's great to see that you really enjoy doing that. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it just really helped kind of move the songwriting and demoing process forward a lot quicker, you know, and, and just get the ideas out. Okay, like, here's my idea. Nobody has to, like, try to decipher what I'm thinking or or, or even, you know, challenge me on it, you know, like, like we can change it later, but let me get the idea out and then go from there, you know? Oh, totally. And yeah, again, it's just when I listen to the final product and, you know, just hearing everything that's going on there, I just love everything that's going on from the tones to uh, the drum beats, the mixing, the mastering, everything that's going into it. I mean, even, even with it just being 15 minutes and just a taste of what's to come next from the band, I just can't wait to see what's going to be coming up next. Because like you said, it's like, it's, it's different material than what you hear on the ep and that's got me excited you know from the fan perspective it's like is it going to be heavier is it going to be more melodic is it going to be going into different genres i mean there's so many different ways that it could be going into and it's going to be great to hear that when it finally comes out yeah no i know we're excited i mean uh i'm i mean you're you always kind of get excited on the new material especially when it's like kind of new territory for for you as a musician or whatever or for you as a band you know and it kind of feels like that it's like hmm this is like you 
you know, you did it, like I didn't see this coming per se, especially coming off of the, the album we just did, you know. So uh yeah, I don't know. That's always exciting territory, you know. But it feels good to just be, you know, we we definitely I needed a little bit of time. I took a little bit of time off, you know, from because man, I mean, as you know, I'm sure, but but tracking can be it can be a lot, you know, it can be exhausting. And and by the time we were done tracking and then mixing the EP and everything like that, you know, I kind of needed a little bit of time, but but I got the time off and and now I'm just I'm excited to be back at it, you know, and it and it's cool. Now we're doing it completely different than how we did it last year, obviously, because we're able to. So getting in a room together again and kind of doing it old school. So yeah, it's exciting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, just like uh, going from the beginning, you know, just like uh, shows are starting to happen, tours and festivals are starting to open back up. Uh, you guys have so much new material to be able to play live and then working on even newer material to be able to, to work on whenever that sees the light of day. I mean, it seems like it's a great time to be in the band right now. Yeah, it, it is. Things are definitely, I guess, just more, I guess, prolific than they've probably ever been, you know, just just kind of, we kind of got into this idea, you know, like, I mean, obviously, like the way people consume music now is is that you kind of do need to keep feeding the beast, you know, I mean, it's like, they, you know, it's people are releasing singles all constantly, like all the time. So that's, we kind of had to change our process and the way we write and release music, you know, but, but it, it kind of like, it works for us. It works for me. I love writing music and it's like, I love playing live absolutely but but writing is as enjoyable you know i mean arguably you know on and off but but I, the other thing too is like when i when you go back to like one of my favorite artists iron maiden and like their first five albums like it was like an album every year you know they were just super prolific and and they just grew and grew and grew um i think up through power slave i think the first five records you know and uh I, it, that kind of that when i saw that you know when i realized that i was like okay we, we can do this you know let's just get into that vibe you know of course they were touring they would go out and tour too you know but uh anyway yeah oh yeah and yeah i mean when you can have that inspiration like something like maiden and know that you can be able to go out and tour play shows and being able to write the write albums like maiden did or you know whatever direction you're going to be going in whether it's eps you know like a full-on double disc concept album you know like maiden does sometimes now you know it's just like yeah you know there's so many different directions that you're able to go in and knowing that other bands are able to do that as well too and you know it's just like anytime that you feel like you can't and you just know that these other bands are able to do it it just gives you that inspiration to keep going and just being able to find the sounds that you're looking for at the time and just being able to progress for sure for sure oh, oh yeah. awesome I, I you know i think that's a, a great note to end on too i mean there's so much to look forward to when it comes to the band you know looking forward to seeing when uh, shows are going to be popping up when even more new music is going to be coming out and you know just like there's so many great things that are going on and i really uh thank you again for uh, taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, you know, ch checking us out and, and all the feedback. I mean, it's it's really nice to hear because we, we don't hear like we, we hear some, but we don't hear all of it. You know, and it's it's just yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. Uh, before uh, we're done, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, we're hoping to, you know, book some shows early next year. But so far, nothing's nothing's booked and we're not in a hurry. We're, we're getting we're preparing. But um, yeah, no, than that, you know, um, we do. Well, I guess I should say this. We have physical CDs that um, we just got that we're going to put up for sale next week. We're going to do a limited edition signed CDs, you know, and probably include, make it like a little package, you know, include something else um, to make it kind of cool. And um, and then we're going to have an even more limited edition uh, lathe cut uh, release that it's lathe cut. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's like, it's vinyl, but it's not vinyl, you know, but uh, a buddy of ours did those. So we're, we're stoked on that though. Anyway, yeah, those are coming up. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, but uh, between the, 
the physical releases in the lathe cut i mean that that is just so cool yeah for sure <laughs> oh so. awesome well uh, again uh i i thank you for taking the time to do this this has been a, a great time for me uh this is actually my 800th interview that i've done oh wow so, yeah so i i appreciate that uh I, uh we were both able to make this work and have a great time doing this i can't wait to be able to show off this interview and y- yeah i just wow. had a great time so thank you so number this is number eight eight hundred eight hundred wow that's impressive very impressive yeah appreciate and, that yeah and when it can be a band like this where i can show you guys off uh, it just makes me very happy yeah man no i we appreciate it believe me and welcome back to the show you just got done here my interview with john arnold guitarist of Cerebellion. Of course, talking about their brand new EP, Until I Can Breathe, which is available now. Coming up now, we're going to be going in a different direction from the world of alternative metal to the world of legendary punk rock with legendary punk frontman, Sonny Vincent. Talking about his brand new album, Snake Pit Therapy, which is available now through Fart Records. In this interview, we talk about punk. We talk about drums. We talk about authenticity in music. We talk about what could happen in the future. A couple different ideas flowing around. And so much more. So I hope you enjoy my interview with the legendary Sonny Vincent. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Welcome, buddy. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and talk about this amazing new album, which has been out for just about a month now with Snake Pit Therapy. I, I love this album from start to finish. It's just a great fun record that I think we need in 2021. And it's great to see that this album did see the light and day, despite everything that's been going on within the world. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. So with that in mind, I mean, what was it like to start writing for this album? Uh, can you say that again? Sorry. Oh, oh, that's okay. Uh, what was it like to start writing for this album? It, it was different because um, usually I just kind of, I go with exactly how I'm feeling at the moment. And um, I delve into topics that just, you know, sort of just appear when I start writing. Um, and I did a lot of that with this one as usual. But I also, um, I wanted to make a couple of songs that were affirming in other words like um you know in the early punk days a lot of bands you know had songs like you know fuck this fuck that fuck your mom fuck the government you know and i just felt that would be disingenuous um at this point because um my family was in an accident a lot of my friends came to our rescue and had my back and went through a lot of hard times and um i wanted to um you know make some songs that were um a little bit affirming rather than just complaining there's still some desperate feelings and some uh, disenfranchised feelings within some of the songs but i just wanted to make sure that you know during these times um you know pandemic times and hard hard times for everybody that there were some things that were I don't know, kind of like a love letter to my friends and fans. And I really feel that throughout the album. And it's great to see that you did take that approach and just showing how much you truly care. And I think it really shines through that way. Oh, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that came through because um, I, I did I did want to do that. Yeah, I, t- I totally think it comes through. And, you know, just uh, mixed in with the music as well, too. I mean, like every note, every chord, every drum hit, just like everything on the album feels like it has a purpose to it you know it's just like everything everything that is recorded feels like it has like a full purpose behind it which i truly love oh thank you 
Thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, when you're thinking about that as well, too, like when it's coming up with the music, like how is that for you? Like when you're writing the music compared to writing the lyrics? Uh, I like both um, aspects of the process. Sometimes I do the lyrics first, you know, I have them written down in a notebook or something. And then I, then I put music on that. Sometimes I start playing and I, I just um, get a feel for you know, the, the sound of, um, you know, the changes and, and what it feels like. And then I write the lyrics and it, it's, it's a, it's something that I really like. It's one of the things that I like, um, I like most, you know, in terms of like being in music is the creative process. You know, some, an artist friend of mine once told me that, you know, creating is holy and it's, it really is something to, you know, be honored to be able to, um, create, songs and uh, feelings that uh, people can listen to and 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 you know it's like uh, to be appreciated and to share share that it is an honor for me oh i can only imagine and thinking about that as well too i mean how does it feel to have this album out with you know just about a month now and just like getting the reception that it has like how is your feeling behind it now it's cool um there's there's been a lot of trouble um in the you know music business since the pandemic and uh well you know that like it took a, a long time for the album to come out because there's just a lot of things on the schedule and so when it finally came out there was a build-up to it and uh, you know certain people were you know waiting for it um and so yeah it felt it felt good when finally um it came out and i was I was lucky because the record company that put it out was, it's a record company from Finland. They're very honest. They're very conscientious. I've, I put out records my whole life and, and oftentimes you get kind of ripped off. You know, they promise you the world and then they, you know, you're looking for them and nowhere to be found when it comes time to get paid and things like that. Um, but these guys are very into it. Um, they, um, they mastered, they master cut the album for the vinyl in Helsinki. And somebody from the record company was actually present when the killer dude, the amazing guy, did the vinyl cut. And that shows that there's a lot of um, care on their part. So that's appreciated. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you can find a, a label that like truly cares about what you're doing is going to be honest with you and actually has your back when it comes to things and making sure that everything's going to go the way that they say it's going to, uh, you know, it's just like when there's so many different kinds of labels out there and so many different kinds of people you can trust and not trust. It's, it's so important when you find people that you can trust, especially when it comes to a label. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One, one time I was on a label in Los Angeles and, you know, we were, we were hanging out and, you know, doing this and doing that. And um, I remember one time I had to um, mail a letter just in the States. And I said, um, Hey man, you got a stamp. And uh, they gave me a stamp. And when it came time to uh, send, um, you know, the, like, here's what we spent on you. It actually had, you know, like a stamp, you know, like a 50 cent stamp listed on the expense sheet and was kind of ridiculous. Oh, it, I mean, I could, I guess I could see that when it comes to like tax purposes or something, but that's absolutely insane to do that. So, I mean, when, you know, it's just like wh when you're trying to work back and forth like that and they kind of tax on that kind of expenses on you, that's insane. Yes. I mean, it, it, it can go, go either way, you know, but um, I've, I've worked with a lot of cool people too. Oftentimes I, 
I worked with people that I would meet, like I'd be on tour and um, playing a venue and someone would come up to me and say, hey, Sonny, I've got a label. Would you like to put an album out on the label? And that way you're, you're meeting the person and, um, you know, you get like a personal connection and feel that they can shepherd your music in a, in a, in a good way. So I've had some good experiences, too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's incredible when, you know, just like looking back on your career and how many people you were able to play with, how many people you were able to tour with different bands and artists that you're able to tour with. And, you know, still in 2021, you know, just like still having that love of music after so many decades in it. I mean, I'm glad to see that the, the passion and creativity is still there after all this time. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's just something that, um, I can't really, um, do in any other way you know like when when you're in the world you you're doing a lot of things that are um <clears throat> that are like you're forced to do you know some are good some are bad like when when you when you're a little kid you know everybody goes to like kindergarten you know first grade and some kids are terrified you know and it's like there's no filter to where you know, some kind of mentor or counselor looks at a little kid and says, okay, you know, he's five years old, but I, I got a fix on this kid. That This kid looks like he should be wandering around the forest for another couple of years rather than be into a regimented um, training, you know, where bells ring and you got to go to class, you know, number room number 33 and another bell rings and you got to go to the gym. So it, they've got to do an overall thing and everybody has to, you know, go to school. Everybody has to work. You know, when I was very young, I worked in factories and, you know, you punch your time clock. So I, at some point I just felt like, you know, almost everything in my life, I'm kind of, I'm prostituting. I didn't agree to this, you know, but that's what you got to do in the world. The one thing that I did agree to is like, like doing music that just came naturally. Um, and so, um, I, I, I don't, um, you know, I, I don't blow it. I, I, I look at it as something that I, I do as a, as a passion, you know, so it's not like something that was put on to me that I didn't want to do. <laughs> oh yeah. And that, that's such a great way to look at it too. And, you know, knowing that as well too, you know, just like uh, agreeing to be able to do music and, you know, just having so many different experiences, I can imagine good, bad, and in between everything that can possibly happen in music and, you know, just seeing everything that's changed, you know, uh, decades upon decades of music, everything from the styles of music to what's popular to how it's distributed to seeing how uh, the internet and computers have gotten involved with music. You know, it's just like, there's so many different things that you've been through and so many different styles. And it's great to see that you can adapt to all those kinds of situations as well. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's always a, a journey, you know, a challenge. I mean, then you've got like um, certain things that come out in the music. Like when I listen to new groups, I'm always attracted to groups that are kind of desperate. You can hear the desperate feeling in their music. You never heard them before and you listen to it and you go, oh my God, these guys are so desperate and hungry and frustrated. But, um, you know, in my case, um, you know, I've uh, been pretty much underground my whole life and and that um that provides you with a um with a with a lifestyle that is a little bit you know on the edge kind of like an outlaw so to speak but at some point you get this realization by a, you know a certain time that a lot of these dudes became mega rock stars so they're coming from a different perspective you know like i i read one story about a certain rock star who 
you know, they're writing these songs about, you know, youth protests. But meanwhile, he left his mansion, you know, in England somewhere. And it was a big commotion because he was pissed off at the butlers and the maids because there was some dust somewhere, you know. So music that's coming from extremely entitled, wealthy, spoiled rock stars is going to be different from people who are like just kind of more on the street level and desperate and, and doing their music. So you get you get one reflection that might be a memory, like an imprint they have from when they were teenage or rebellious and, and they're still rolling on that. Whereas some artists who are a little more under the wire and don't achieve that kind of mega, um, you know, rewards, they, they could be reflecting, you know, real situations, you know, situations that are, just sometimes off the hook, you know, like just the stuff you run into in a life like that. Oh, it's so true. And, you know, when it comes to that too, you know, it's like some bands, especially when they start making those, making those kind of figures uh, financially, it comes from that moment where they go from like starving and striving to try to uh, show themselves to having music become an obligation. And, you know, it really starts to come off from not only their side, but like the, the fan base can start to notice that too, that, that switch that starts to happen. Like after they realize that they're successful, that, a lot of times they seem like they don't have to try anymore because they feel like they already have that fan fan base rather than feeling like they have an actual passion for music anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a criticism of their talent and their ability to, you know, make, make music that people respond well to. It's just more of a, you know, like, like in the real, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, a friend of mine is, is, Wayne Kramer from the MC5, he told me stories many times where, you know, there were protests and, you know, like, you know, concepts of young people gathering, you know, to protest something, you know, in Washington, D.C. or in Chicago or something. And they'd show up and, you know, all the bands that were supposed to be there weren't there, but the MC5 were there. And that came across in their early music, this kind of rebellious um you know, uh, disenfranchisement, you know, but I mean, like I said, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't criticize the art, you know, I, I don't feel that um, expression is only regulated to, you know, people on the outside, like there could be like a kid in some neighborhood in Beverly Hills that has everything and has every, you know, kind of uh, reward and, and a beautiful home. And he's sitting there going like, you know, like, but I'm still suffering. So he has a right, you know, to like express himself in music. And, you know, and there's some music that's just fun too. You know, some music that doesn't really come from a point of like, uh, you know, desperation. It's just kind of cool and, and uplifting to listen to. So I'm not like a person that's from a specific point of view where I'm just waving my own flag all the time. I appreciate everything, but I don't like things that are uh, disingenuous. Oh, absolutely. And that makes total sense too. So, you know, thinking about that as well, like, is there any particular artists you can think of uh, nowadays that, that hit that for you, that have those great feelings, whether you're, you're feeling that desperation, that uh, starvation that's going on with them or just making fun music or anything that you enjoy? Um, Yeah, there's, there's a few um, because like, on some of my tours over the past um, recent years, um, I had, you know, guys that were like in their 20s or even early 30s 
um, mainly because um, some of the shows were very high energy and I they needed to keep up with me because <laughs> I'm still pretty fit. And um, so I, I played with a bunch of young guys and um, then I got exposed to their bands and, and they're also kind of underground. They, they play clubs and, and they've got a fan base and, uh, you know, they're all, all in different kinds of bands and uh, they, you know, I, I don't want to mention you know, too many names because I'll leave out too many. One that comes to mind is a friend of mine, Matt Gabs, and and a friend named Alex. They're they're in a band called the Ravagers, and they're just kind of always touring and always on the road, and they're kind of holding a sort of a torch to that kind of music. And you know, and there's a lot more, a lot more, but I, I'm not going to mention a bunch because I'll leave someone out. You know. <clears throat> Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, obviously with uh, how much touring you've been able to do and how many people you've been able to work with, whether you're touring with them, whether you're recording with them, whatever uh, the case is, like, have, have you, like, say over uh, the last decade or two decades, like, when you're going out and touring and you're hitting all these different spots, like, do you notice, like, any differences musically that's going on, say, around, like, the country, or do you, or do you still kind of feel like uh, everyone kind of has like the same kind of feelings going into the music i think the kind of places that i play and the, the people who um you know secure the shows and and you know manage the clubs and stuff they're 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 pretty excited they're 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 people that you know go the extra mile and in terms of like their commitment so when when i arrive at you know clubs it, the places i play it really still has kind of a a wild anything can happen club feeling and um you know we just we just we play and it's it's just kind of um there, there's a lot of electricity and energy in the air so it's it's uh, it's pretty exciting still you know it's like there's there's not this um mental or or this idea like like back in the day at cbgb's and max's where like we're doing something, you know, brand new here. It's we're kind of on thin ice. What, what should we do? You know, this is great, but there's still this feeling that you're you're you got your hand on the pulse of some kind of a you know electrical you know wire. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just so important, and I think that really goes on both sides, whether you're on the stage or you're in the crowd. I mean when you, you can have that experience for any show that you go to see. I think that's just such an incredible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really important. And it feels good when you, you know, you've got, you know, the, the people there and you feel, you know, there's some, there's some connection and you just, uh, you just go for it and let it roll. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, I got to imagine that feeling too. I mean, obviously with everything that's been going on in the world right now, I mean, the idea of uh, hopefully getting back to uh, a spot one day where uh, you don't have to worry about if a tour can happen or not, because you're able to just go out there and start playing again. I got to imagine that's going to be a great feeling when that's going to be happening. Yeah. It'll be cool for everybody when um, you can tour without the feeling that you need to put a plastic wall between all the people, you know? Oh, totally. And, you know, the more that I do listen to this album, you know, it's just like so many of the songs, I just feel like they can sound so incredible in that live setting. Like they sound so good um, when when you hear it recorded. But when you hear it in that live experience, I just imagine that they're going to go over even better. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be really fun to play them live. 
and um, is there any talks of anything like that coming up, say like next year or anything, or are you still waiting? Uh, at first, there were some some talks, you know, about gigs and tours and festivals and all that stuff. But um, I noticed that for a lot of my friends, their stuff was booked and then postponed and then booked again and postponed. So at the moment, I'm I'm just waiting to see how things develop. Yeah, that that makes sense. And, uh, you know, hopefully things do get back to some kind of normalcy where we can start having normal shows and normal touring again. And, you know, just again, just like thinking about this album and, of course, all the, the amazing catalog of music that you have and just being able to play those those songs again. I mean, when they get taken away from you and not being able to play live for a while and then when you eventually are able to get back on stage, like even the songs that, you know, you, you're so used to playing every night, it's just going to feel incredible to play those again because they got taken away in that live setting for a while yeah it's it's really true it's really true and you know thinking about that as well too you know like again thinking about like the the new album i mean it was it was great to see like some uh great visual representation that's going on like i i really love the simplicity that's going on with the album cover uh, for uh, the video for stick. I really love the imagery that's going on there. I, I really feel like for this album cycle, it's just a lot of really cool black and white visuals that's going on with this album. Yeah. I, um, I did have some kind of preliminary artwork designs for the album cover. And, and one of the guys at the record company said, ah, it doesn't really represent the music as, as well as it could. It looks great. But, and so, uh, this guy Villa at the record company, he he had a lot of input for the the album cover design um, for the videos. Um, the the video stick, um, I did that because I've always been involved in filmmaking, and um, uh, I I haven't done it as much lately. And so lately, what I've done is um, used different people that I connect with to be video creators. But there's like a there's like a lot of back and forth, you know, in that where they they send you, you know, an image and you say like, uh, well, wait a second, how come the, there's an image of somebody walking down the street with, you know, combat boots on? I wear beetle boots, you know, it's like, so, so there's a lot of back and forth. And so with stick, I just decided to to do it myself. And, and I didn't want close-ups of guitars and, you know, band guys driving down the street in a car together. You know, I, it was more of a, kind of more of a, like, you know, what used to be experimental, you know, images and um, just to get a sort of a, a dialogue going with um, with images without the um, rock and the typical rock and roll mechanisms in, that they use in videos. And, and that was fun to do. Yeah. And the, the more I that I do be- see the video, it's just like it it really does feel like it matches the song so well and just uh, like you were mentioning you know just like going more experimental rather than uh just showing a band playing and just like showing all these different kinds of imagery imageries that's going on there it's just like it really makes you think differently than how it could have been oh thanks man i appreciate it oh for sure so, you know, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, hopefully with the uh, touring, uh, hopefully coming back at some points and, of course, uh, being able to uh, promote this great album now and just seeing the reception that it's beginning, uh, seeing the views that's beginning. I've, I've seen so many great things about it. Uh, is there anything else that's going on with you musically right now or are you just focusing on this album right now? Um. I'm doing I'm still doing stuff um I'm at like a, a crossroads right now because um there's some songs that I've that I'm working on and that I'm recording 
that are um, super, super simple. And they're, su they're kind of more in the direction of stick, but even more basic to where um, it's, it's hard to explain, but they're a little bit dark and they're a, um, a little bit more direct in a sort of, I don't know, like, uh, how to describe it? More like a sort of a 60s vibe, but also like a more 80s industrial feel to them. So I've been doing some of, some of that kind of exploration in different songs. But then again, um, on all my past albums, I, I also always included like within the, you know, like the different kind of speedy songs and angry songs. There was always a one or two beautiful ballads. And a lot of people say, you know, Sonny, I like, I like your albums. I really, I especially like the, the, the pretty songs, the ballads. And so I've got some of those and, um, all my life, I thought, you know, one of these days I would like to make an album that has beautiful songs on it and where I might even smile on the cover, you know, and um, just sort of a progression into um, into that. And but I'm, I'm still at a crossroads of what I'm going to do next. I'm, I'm writing songs, I'm recording them and uh, just trying to I'm finding my way of of which direction I want to express myself in. Well, I'm excited to see where it's going to be going no matter what. I mean, when it comes to your work, I really love the dynamics of what you do, whether it's a faster song, whether it's a slower song, whether it's an angry song, whether it's a prettier song. It feels like every album has some great dynamics behind it. And whether you want to focus more on kind of like that minimal, heavier industrial sound, or you want to be able to focus on more happier songs that might make you smile, like I'd. I'm on board either way. I'm excited to see where you're going to be going in the future. Yeah. The, the thing about the, um, the ballads is like um, there, there's a lot of, um, you can put a lot of feeling into it and have a lot of authentic, um, I don't know, a lot of authentic um, resonation to it. Um, like I, on one of my albums, I, I wrote a, um, a song called Picture Album. And it, someone was telling me a story about, family that broke up you know and um it was a really nice family but for some reason there was a divorce and um and like uh i was you know what what do you do with you know all the pictures you know like you got a family and oh here we are on vacation and oh there's the kids in the sand and you know, there's the husband and wife sitting in chairs and you know a whole life of you know documented in photos and then it's it's suddenly it's suddenly shattered, um, you know, and it, or even like, you know, just a, a couple, you know, very in love. And then they break up and there's animosity and there's uh, hard feelings. But uh, the pre pretext of the song is like, what do I do with all these pictures? You know, what do I, you know, do I just stick them in a box? Do I throw them away? You know, do I put one in my computer and Photoshop you out of it? You know, it's like, but it was. It, it's a very um, poignant song, and so I think with with certain ballads, you can bring out some some kind of authentic feelings. Oh, absolutely! And yeah, I mean that's just the power of music, right there. I mean, you can show off so many different kinds of emotions, and you know, you can twist around with that too. Like a ballad could sound very happy or very sad. A, a, a faster song could have some happier lyrics or sadder lyrics. You know, depending on what you're going for and you know it's just like a, music can mean so much to so many different people and when you have a good story behind it i mean whether it's the actual story that was 
uh, blessing the song or it's just like uh, someone listening to the song and having some great experience with it. I mean, no matter what side you're on, I mean, it, when you can have that attachment to the music that you truly care about, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. And, and, and it is important to me to like look at like the overall, you know, thing that, you know, is happening. In other words, like, you know, I always more, I felt more attracted to people who were getting deeper into like real everyday, um, like expressions of, of sadness or joy or calamity or whatever, you know, so it's not to put them down, but it's just to shine a light on, on other music that gets a little bit deeper in that kind of content, you know? Oh, for sure. And to me, that's always had a, a lot more feeling to me as well when you have that more personal attachment to it and when it has that deeper meaning. And of course, with this new album that you were able to put out, I mean, I definitely hear that throughout the entire album. And it's just great when you can like really feel that from your side, like the attachment that you have to the songs and how people are going to be able to relate to those as well. And that's going to be different for everybody. But this album is just filled with songs like that uh, from start to finish. And it's just absolutely incredible. And like, like I said in the beginning, I'm so happy that this album was able to come out, uh, you know, despite everything that's going on in the world right now and just needing an album like this right now and just being able to talk to you right now and being able to spend this half hour being able to talk to you about all of this. It's just been a great time being able to talk to you about all of it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, the album is special to me. Like I said, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's like a love letter to my friends and, and fans. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you could make a song, I could make a song later that's just got like, you know, three words repeating over and over, but somewhere in the, the feeling of the, the, the combination of the music, there, there is a communication, you know, right in between there. That's what's cool about rock and roll. You know, it's, it's only rock and roll, but in the, in the middle somewhere you, you can fit, you know, what you're trying to, you know, say what you're, what the feeling is to share. And, um, <clears throat> this album is called snake pit therapy. And, um, the drummer that plays on most of the songs, he, he came up with that um, title and um, he, he, was, um, he was pretty instrumental in setting up a lot of the recordings for the album and stuff like that. So um, I was very dedicated to, to him in, uh, you know, just putting putting the best effort to make the songs work and to, to make them make them real. And um, I, I'm happy with the album. Oh, and that, that's great notes to be, be able to uh, end, end this talk with. I mean, just knowing that you do feel so happy with the album, that you have that appreciation for the album, the people that were able to contribute to this album in, in whatever way they did, and just being able to look back and just say it's been a great record. And I'm, I'm so excited to be able to show off this interview for, for that reason and being able to show off the music. And once again, cool. it's just been great to be able to talk to you uh, over this time and really getting that you know, the deeper meaning of everything that's been going on and how you're feeling right now. And, you, you know, it's just been an incredible time. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting platform to, you know, like have a talk and, um, you know, to just um, get into certain subjects. It, it's, it's kind of difficult to kind of encapsulate, you know, like my, like, you know, what I, what, what I'm actually like in, you know, in my life and, and, and talking about the album because it doesn't, you know, 
it's it's that album that I'm trying to you know communicate something through and 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 to do the music. But you know, there's just there there's also like within the concept of having this kind of care and this sensitivity. There's there's also this kind of wild nature, you know, of like you know in in normal life or or, or on tour or something where you know like there's just like insane kind of you know. And sort of off the hook, you know, stuff going on and more of a, you know, like being an outsider for so many years, you just, uh, you just do things different, you know, it's like, um, and so uh, I think, I think some of that wildness is still within, you know, the, the crazy guitar parts and, you know, stuff. And it, it's all kind of documented in, in the feel of the songs. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And the more that I listen to it, the more that I start to have those feelings when it comes to the lyrics and the music and everything that goes behind it. And, you know, I, I think the more people that are able to check out this album are going to be able to feel the same way as well, too, and just be able to enjoy a, a killer album like this when it comes to Snake Pit Therapy. therapy. And are, are you a drummer? Because it says something in your, um, your, your title. Your uh, yes, I am. Oh, that's so cool. I wrote um, an essay once um, and I posted it on Facebook like years ago. And because I, I was about Scotty Ashton from the Stooges, you know, and when, when I met Scott, um, the Stooges were broken up and, um, you know, Iggy had his um, solo career and Scott was like um, in the, you know, to support his family. He was in Michigan digging holes with a fence post hole digger in the winter you know he had a he had a tough time and um you know i i wrote actually i did an interview the other day and they were asking me all guitar stuff you know like 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 shop talk about guitars and gear and i said you know i play guitar but i'm just not really you know the the guitar shop talk kind of guy you know like to be honest for me like um for jaw-dropping epiphanies, I listen to drummers, you know, and they're, oh, really? You know, and so uh, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you're calling me and um, I really, you know, do have a respect for, because, you know, in, in the essay, I said, you know, anyone could pick up a guitar, you know, learn riffs. If you're lucky, they can like, you know, like add to it, you know, change it around, polish it up, um, you know, make it flashy, the guitar playing and, and, you know, like say, wow, that's great, but you can't fake it on the drums. It's, you just got to be doing it for real, you know? And so um, there's a certain respect I have for drummers. And I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, I, well, I really appreciate that too. And, you know, especially with the caliber of drummers that you've been able to have been playing with. I mean, that there's just so many great drummers that are out there. So many that, you know, and, you know, it's just like uh, whether they play very complicated, whether they play straight forward to the floor, whether, it's a simple backbeat, whether uh, no matter what's going on, like the real drums are so important and it's so important not to ever lose that aspect because it is so easy to lose that when more, uh, the more that you can use like uh, pro tools or using computers or using drum machines, but having a real drummer, you, you just can't lose that feeling because there's no other feeling like it. Oh yeah. When I recorded this album called um, Spiteful and we had a working working name for the quote unquote band. And um, the drummer for that album was, um, was Rat Scabies from The Damned. And we met up in Belgium at an all analog studio. And um, 
I had jammed with Rat some years ago, but it, we didn't really play a lot together. Suddenly, and I hadn't, I did not send him like songs or demos for him to listen to. Like we just got in the studio, and then I showed him the riffs and and the songs. But I remember after the drums were all set up and the amp, my guitar amps were all set up, and um, I'm standing in front of Rat, and then I just did a riff of you know, some and I go, can you play that, you English fuck? You know, and he went bang, 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 go rap a tap a tap tap. Sure can you, stupid American? You know, so we just we just kind of challenged each other to get in the vibe and just kind of just did it that way. And and the album shows this kind of cool kind of rawness where it's not all planned out and orchestrated. It's just really in some kind of swing rock and roll groove, and and that was very exciting. Oh yeah, I mean when you can, when you can have that chemistry. I mean, when you are a guitarist and you you find the right drummer and you're able to have that right chemistry and just being able to go back and forth like that, that's such a great feeling. That's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, you know, you can do it the other way too. I, I, I've done songs in the past where, you know, I just had a, some stems from me and a drummer and then built up on them, you know, but um, it's, uh, yeah, when you have that chemistry, it's, it's just, it just, Scotty Ashton from the Stooges, told me something once which was very profound which we all know but having somebody just kind of underline it is so cool we were on tour and scott said um you know what's really cool sonny is when when you get to the point to where you're not playing the music but the music's playing you <laughs> it, it, it's so true and you know you you do hear that but once it actually starts to happen to you i mean it's just a whole different feeling yeah yeah it's, it's great yeah oh absolutely uh, it, well, again, you know, it's just like it's it's been awesome to be able to talk to you and like learn all these great things and being able to get your insight into this and talk about such a great album. I Again, I thank you very much for taking the time to do this. It's been a great time being able to talk to you. Sure. Yeah, it was it was a great talk. You know, let, um, thanks a lot. And um, um, let me know when the article comes out and um, um, the interview. And um, yeah, it was nice to meet you and nice to talk to you, man. Welcome back to the show. You just got done hearing my interview with Sonny Vincent talking about his brand new album, Snake Pit Therapy, which is available now on Sfart Records. And I do apologize if my voice right now is a little off. I'm heavily battling allergies right now. Thankfully, unlike usual, where it only affects my eyes, it's kind of affecting my throat and nose. So if you hear anything that is me dealing with allergies, and I do apologize if it does get annoying, which is why I guess it's good that I'm keeping my voice for other reasons at the end of the show. So you can just hear all the good stuff when I didn't have allergies going on. Then if you can withstand it, hear the rest of my voice. Only got a couple things to talk about, and then we'll get into the soundtrack for the week, and I can't believe I already have to make the Halloween show for next week. That just blows my mind. But anyways, and speaking of Halloween, I did see for free, thanks to being a Xfinity subscriber and being on Peacock, I saw Halloween Kills absolutely for free. Didn't have to pay for anything. And I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on this. Either people are saying it was a great time watching it, or they said it was the worst Halloween they've ever seen, which I have to rebuttal with that and say they did not see all the Halloween movies if they think this one is the worst one. There is far, far worse Halloween movies than Halloween Kills. And I guess I'll just say it from my end, I 
I enjoyed it. I really didn't have a lot of enthusiasm going into it because I already knew it was going to be a trilogy, as Halloween Ends is already filmed and it's coming out next year. So, you know, when you know something's a trilogy ahead of time and you're on the second movie, it's not really as exciting as it could be. But they actually changed my expectations a lot. I enjoyed it. One of the biggest flaws that I saw people talking about was the writing. People saying that people don't talk like that. And again, I have to rebuttal if you feel like the writing of Halloween Kills, like when different members of the community are talking to each other, are not accurate. You've never been in a small town. Ever. And I'm talking about an actual small town. Like, the town that I live in right now is a metropolis compared to where I used to live. In a town of less than a thousand people, which I think now is up to a thousand fifty-one people, but for the longest time, for the longest time, it was 934 people in my hometown. That is a small town, and when people get together in a small hick town, drinking, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So I think they actually nailed it when it comes to that. There was a couple cheesy lines in there, of course, but it's a Halloween movie. It's a horror movie and it's a horror movie about something that happens on Halloween of course it's gonna be cheesy like and that's the other thing it's like it's a slasher movie okay it and especially when you take advantage of all the Halloween movies that are out there you know how many Halloween movies there are that you have to retcon for Halloween kills to make sense like if you're already having a problem with that you're already gonna have a problem with the movie so you have to go into it with an open mind and Honestly, there's worse ways to spend an hour and a half. And I've done worse things spending an hour and a half than watching Halloween Kills, so... If you got it for free, eh, why not give it a shot? In speaking of other things that I talked about last week, still very much enjoying my new Xbox. Thing rules, I'm very happy that I got the Series S. I know it's not the X, but the S is a great system. Does everything I need of it. It pretty much covers Game Pass, which is all I'd pretty much ever use it for. And every other game that requires, like, more beef to it, I got the PS5. So, I'm good on both ends. I have no reason to complain. And I also mentioned Far Cry last week. I am still very much enjoying that. There are still parts of the map, even after a week of playing it, that I still haven't discovered yet. I am absolutely one of those people that wants to explore every single area you can. Because you want to be able to find all the secret stuff, you want to be able to find all the weapons, all the collect-a-thon stuff. And, you know, Ubisoft, you know, it's like they try to pad out the game doing that to make you pay money so you can skip all that and you can get that XP boost. I'm fine with it. I don't need to do that. I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey and got the Platinum Trophy. That's the longest Assassin's Creed Creed game to date. And I beat it 100% without spending an extra dime on any of it. And I think I only spent like 25 bucks on it because the the Gold Edition was came in very, very cheap. So, you know, Far Cry. Unless there's some multiplayer trophies that I'm not aware of yet. I haven't really gone through the trophies. I really don't do that till after I beat the um, the missions because I just want everything to be brand new to me. I just want to discover everything on my own, which is why it takes me a while, but I have no problem doing that. But unless there is multiplayer trophies, I'm going to do what I can to get the platinum here. It's a fun game. I think I'm at like 30 some percent when it comes to trophies, so why not? Just keep going for it. 
And I guess the last thing that I'll mention here, the thing that's been... Well, you can pretty much guess it. Um, my mental health is kind of wavering. It's, it's not where I was, which I'm very happy about. It's not much better, but it is better. So that's the way I gotta try to look at it. And, you know, it's probably gonna get worse, which is the biggest reason why I take all of December off every year. I try to do everything I can in November so I don't have to work at all in December. That's usually the way I try to do things. That way I can just have the whole month off to just try to relax, recharge my batteries for what will be 2022, and just continue on from there. But, you know, this year I've had to take more breaks than I thought I had to. It's been a rough time with the pandemic. You know, no, not everyone handles it the same. And, you know, loneliness is still hitting me pretty hard. But I will say in the adversity of all of that, with everything that was going on, I have officially hit... 800 interviews. Granted, it's probably more along the lines of 810, 815, if I don't include the interviews that never saw the light of day, for very good reasons. But for ones that I actually count, I'm at 800 interviews now, so only 200 away from 1,000. I could not be happier about that, and you know, whether you're checking out this episode and checking me out for the first time right now, whether you've been around for a while, whether you've been around since the beginning, I have you to thank for it. Because if I didn't have anyone that was interested in what I do, I wouldn't be here. So I very much appreciate everyone that listens. It's not the same as being able to sit down and, you know, like sit down on my couch and just being able to bullshit back and forth with one another, but you're still checking out something I'm doing. And that just means so much to me because you don't have to, but you choose to. And that's just amazing to me and I could not appreciate it more. And yeah, um, that's pretty much all I got for this week. Uh, I'm going to return in a couple minutes. It'll just be a second for you, but it, for me, it'll be a few minutes. And I'm going to whip together the playlist for this week's show. Alright, and I have returned instantaneously, and I've put together the soundtrack for episode 426 of my show, It's That Drummer Guy. Let's go, let's go through it quickly, so you don't have to hear my allergy-ridden voice much longer. Starting it off, I have Cerebellion with Feel It Awake, off their EP, Something You Can Say. Followed by that, I have Sonny Vincent with The Rain Is Black Again, off the album Snake Pit Therapy. And for the rest of the show, I have brand new tracks, either relatively brand new or absolutely brand new. Starting that off is Mastodon with their new single, Tear Drinker. Then we go on to the band Siamese with the song Holy, which is a nice little fast number and it reminds me of back when they were known as Siamese Fighting Fish. Then they realized to be a little more recognizable and listenable, they had to change their name to Siamese, which even though I like Siamese Fighting Fish, I, I think it was probably the smart thing to do. And with that, we're going into the world of power metal and hard rock with Lords of Black with What Becomes of Us. Off the album Souls, Sorry, Alchemy of Souls, Part 2. And following that is my favorite mellow death band of all time, Omnium Gatherum, with the song Fortitude. Then we start getting into the dark, dark, dark worlds with Swallow the Sun and the new single, Woven into Sorrow. Then getting into death metal, it's one of the legendary names in death metal, the band Aeon with Let It Burn. Off their album, God Ends Here. Then a little bit back into the metal death world, we go to hypocrisy with the song Dead World. And to close things out, 
We got the longest song of the show, roughly, but it's also the most black metal with the band Bellacor, with the song Foothold. And that does it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for checking out the show, despite my allergies going on, making my voice sound a little bit annoying. Tune in next week for that drummer guy's most evil, Halloween 10, which I'll be featuring brand new interviews from Ghostbath and Napalm Death. And exclusively on Spotify, just like this particular list here, TDG, TDG Soundtrack 426. That soundtrack is going to be exclusively on Spotify. But I will be having that drummer guy's most evil, Halloween 10, the soundtrack where i'm going to be featuring some of the most evil songs of 2021 make sure to follow that drummer guy on all your favorite social media sites facebook twitter instagram youtube and that drummerguy.com for all of your drummer guy needs now featuring 800 interviews and as i'm recording this technically right after midnight on monday if everything goes right in about 12 or so hours It'll be over 800 interviews that you get to check out. And if it's too hard to keep track of where everything is, go to the description of this podcast and just hit, hit the link tree link, where it'll have a link to every single thing that I have. And of course, look up TDG Soundtrack 426 to check out the 10 songs that I just talked about. And until next week, when we get into Halloween spirit, this is That German Guy saying, see ya.